episode 42, Off and Running. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Wykey of Leadferno and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And welcome to 2023, a, a month late. It's February. Yes. Yeah, we're a little late on our uh, our beginning of the year episode, but here we are. We're here. It's still, it's still the beginning of the year. Yeah. Part of me feels like it was just Christmas break last week to some extent. <laughs> I know. January just disappeared. I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Those those things happen. So how you been? Been doing well, thanks. Yeah. Everything is pretty good with family and business. So yeah, doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. One one thing I noticed on your side of things, and this episode is basically just gonna be a catch up how our years have um started off and and what we're up to. Yep. Um but one thing I've noticed from you, like the amount of uh Darren Shaw email has definitely increased and yeah. videos and Twitter threads like you're you're a machine right now. You know, it, I really am. And it's thanks to the team behind me. So a uh, huge shout out to uh, Gabby, who I've hired to help me with uh, content marketing and and uh, Carl Grashit, my awesome video editor. So, yeah, the three of us are you know, we've, we've got a schedule, we've got a whole system and every week we plan what is the content we're putting out this week. And it's really been on fire. It's had a huge positive impact in our incoming leads, in our uh, sales, like best months ever, December and January. So it's, it's getting the system in place and then, and then having the people behind me to actually execute on it has been just absolutely game changing for us. And are are you guys looking at performance of each one to like, yep, right? Taking a look, what topics seem to be going over best? Like, what what are the things that you're breaking down when you do kind of like a retrospect on how it performed and how it was engaged with? Yeah, we're not doing a real deep dive on the retrospect. Um, we're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks uh, for the most part. But. Um, we're certainly keeping an eye on the numbers and all the numbers are totally increasing. Mailing list subscribers are, are going way up. My Twitter follower uh, count is really growing. My LinkedIn follower count is really growing. Um, so all of those things are really going up. We're trying to do TikTok now too, try to build an audience there. And so the whole concept is just be everywhere, every everywhere you go on the internet. Oh, look, there's Darren with another local SEO tip. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just trying to be in everybody's face so that when they think local SEO, they think, oh yeah, that that Darren guy. He's, he's, I think he knows about local SEO. What is his company? And so it seems to work. Yeah, I, um, I'm not on TikTok, but I do kill some time on like, is it Facebook Reels? That. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, between you and then uh, Joy Hawkins has yeah. been uh, doing quite a bit of, of videos. It's like, yeah, the, the two of you are are in in there plenty now and new content. Are you are you are you on a weekly cycle? Is that what you're doing? One a week? 
Um, yeah, actually, I have a very specific uh, schedule. It's 10 pieces of content per week. And so it goes out to my socials and also to the White Spark. So there's actually 20 slots to fill on our calendar. We're using Notion to organize everything. So I've got one big video that I get edited by uh, Carl, our, uh, our, our video editor. Uh, contractor he's fantastic he, he's the one that makes all the real funny ones like i don't know if you saw the w- recent one about uh chat gpt sucks at local seo yep. so like like he adds some real fun to it and then i have i'm trying to make two other videos per week where that gabby edits so she does video editing on those ones one that's a just another short um, informational video and then a promotional video about like something to do with uh, white spark software and services a uh, one thread, one tip post, one Q and A post, one stat post, one quote post, one news post, and a meme. That is our that is our output goals for every single week. And so we plan the week in advance, and we kind of queue up all the content. And it's like today on my to do list, I have to generate some more stat posts and some more quote posts and get them ready. And then Gabby, Gabby's in Bulgaria on the Bulgarian team, right? So she's working the eight hours before I show up in the morning is kind of perfect. And then I show up and she ends her day and we kind of review all the stuff that she has prepared. i make some edits and then it's all queued up and ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, other than I, I was crabby that your latest one was on chat GPT just because I'm just tired of I know hearing, hearing about chat GPT. So I was like, that's fine, Darren. It's relevant. It's current. Get it out of your system. Then go go back to telling me about something. Help me learn about something else. I'm tired of chat GPT. Yeah, I kind of missed the boat. I should have done that one a little earlier, but it still was our very best performing uh, YouTube video of all time. So yeah, well, it just goes to show, right? When you have some humor and entertainment in there alongside of current yeah, issue, exactly. like it, it, those things perform really well. Yep. No, believe me, it's like, uh, again, seeing people you know, not necessarily, you know, directly related to what I do. And then you just read so many articles, especially with how much, you know, TikTok is fueling discovery and things like that. Yep. I just get into like, oh, I don't, I, I sound like such an old curmudgeon, but I'm like, <laughs> do I, you know, I don't want one more thing. Video isn't my favorite. Yep. And, but geez, if it can, you know, help and it's a great way to, intro and yeah if i could pull off what i think the framework should be and whatever else to create 30 to sec 30 to 60 second videos like maybe maybe it's worth it maybe it's more worth my time so oh, there's so many different ways to build a business you know i think your way is working you're doing pretty good uh this is something i've i've fallen into and it seems to be working for me so i'm just gonna keep at it yeah. Well, I mean, it. I, I think it goes so well, like you, you have always been a content machine, right? So a lot of it is you are creating content, but a lot of it is, you know, you're so used to pulling things together, presenting content. And the more you get into putting out micro formats of that content, yep. you know, distribution of that content, we've talked about it. anytime we talk about marketing, um, yep. you know, that, that by far and away is the biggest thing in today's day and age. It's like, yeah, the creation is one part. But really the next like 10 layers for it to be successful is all about distribution and sharing it and getting others to link to it and talk about it and everything else. So it's absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah, totally. When I make one video, it becomes, so that video becomes uh, a blog post. 
uh, we turn it into a blog post. It becomes so that now we're getting the SEO value out of it. We it goes up on the YouTube channel. It gets sent out to our mailing list. We make a smaller format version for LinkedIn and Twitter, and then we make the nine by sixteen version for TikTok and Instagram Reels. So one piece of content turns into seven, and it really has that positive uh, output benefit. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm. I'm loving it. I'm taking some notes and oh, I'll let I'll let you know if I cross over into the the TikTok world and we'll, can't wait to see we'll your see dance videos. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh no, my kids my kids will love it. They'll want to produce it, right? Like I totally. they they already um this is like super side random, but the um the app Be Real. Do you know yep. what that app is? Yes, I do know about Be Real. Yeah. All right. So, right, that came on the scene last late summer, fall. And I begrudgingly joined that just so I could see my oldest is a freshman at college. Yep. And with her moving out of the house, I was like, okay, this gives me a chance to see what she's up to sure. once a day, right? Yep. On campus, in her dorm, whatever that is. So, I joined, uh, I put out a tweet about joining it. And Anyway, uh, out of the random things, like last month, um, a writer from CNET reached out to me because they were doing an article on emerging social oh, yeah. networks. Yeah. And they, you know, had dug up my tweet. And so, yeah, I got mentioned in a CNET article. No, Whoa, no mention that. or link for lead for no. So I was crabby oh, about on. that. They just said yeah. I was an entrepreneur. So I was like, <laughs> that would have been a great link from CNET. Totally. Yeah. So 25 year old domain. But um, yeah, the, the other day I just um, took one and my college freshman replied that my be real game was on point, that that was one of my best be real photos. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right. I was just trying to like not get myself in it. So I took it at an angle where it's like a side view of me and something else. And apparently that's preferred rather than the straight on. Yeah. Probably, you know, the, the old person selfie where it's just your head in it. So I don't know. Yeah. My stuff is way too polished for Be Real. It has to just be like you, you pull out the camera, you just get out of bed, and I'm making coffee. There you go. Look at me. I'm making coffee. Check out my Be Real. I'm, I'm being real, making coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I'm just realizing over and over again, I'm either like sitting on the couch at home or I'm in front of my computer working. <laughs> like yeah, I think exactly. 80% of my Be Reals is just me and monitors in front of me so. yeah the future uh, social network will just be like we all have some kind of shoulder camera and it's just like 24 7 you can just tune into what darren shaw is doing <laughs> i'll be i'll be like oh what's what's aaron up to oh there he is he's on the couch again <laughs> yeah, the, the aaron channel will be canceled and not renewed <laughs> i can guarantee that be like this is pretty damn boring yeah how are things uh with you what's uh what's going on how's how's the business yeah, I mean the it's always an interesting thing. I had this same kind of uh comment in our last episode where we did, you know, retrospective of the whole year of 2022, but like in this one I was writing down bullet points and we haven't talked in basically 2 months. We recorded that episode at yep. the beginning of February. I was like, okay, yep. man, a, a lot's gone on even though it's felt like feast or famine a little bit um from time to time. Um we crossed 10K MRR um, in the start of January. So I was, I was trying to do that by the end of the year. Right. We fell yeah. just short. Yeah. But yeah, made it happen in that first week with some growth of accounts. And one thing that uh, I found really interesting when I took a look back is, you know, that zero to 5K took 300 plus days. Yep. And then the five to 10K took half that. 
There you go. So yeah, seeing that momentum and then, yeah, I would love our next 5K to come in half that. Like, can we do it in Q1 here in, in under 90 days? Nice. Those are good goals to set. Yeah. So it, good to zoom out on that. And it just shows like how hard the, you know, the zero to one, no matter what that one number is, right? The one isn't, you know, one customer or one KMRR or whatever else. It's just, you know, this obligatory first step. Um, and so when you look at just, you know, how much work it took to get to zero to five and then just half the time to double. Yep. It's encouraging um, for sure. I used the holiday downtime. I didn't have demos, you know, from a few days before Christmas until the new year. And so I really decided I was going to just clean up my act and get organized on the sales side. So I was on and off with CRM usage and things like yeah. that. And I got everything into our pipe drive account and got yep. stages finalized and metrics and forecasting. Um, and it, it really helped ignite like my addiction to it. Like now the minute I get a lead, I'm excited to put it into pipe drive right. and get it in there and get it at its stage. Um, and then it makes it easier for me to follow up and log all my follow-ups in there and, and everything else. So from that side, it's gotten me so much more organized, um, which is really great for a, a couple of reasons, um, that, that I want to talk about. Um, one, I look at, you know, future state, and this is something that I did at gather up as well when we were finally getting ready to hire salespeople. Yep. And so now I feel like, all right, I totally have a process in place for if we brought a salesperson on and that's, exactly. that's yep. really great where it's like, there'll still be things to do and training and yeah. other materials to put together and on board, but to like have a process that they can move into and they can historically see what happens and what's expected all that stuff is really great. The other part that's been good, what's been really interesting in January is just a big increase in no-shows to scheduled demos. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, and just uh, not as strong of conversion from demo to starting free trials. Hmm. So, I mean, the the one thing I can kind of point at or, or at least gives me like pause for thought on it is just all the economic and economy concerns, right? Sure. As people yeah. flip over from the end of the year, you see it at the end of the year where people prune budgets, what shouldn't I be spending on, things like that. And so I, I, I maybe feel like there's this mix of, I'm excited to explore things that can help with my sales and help with my business and that have you know, trackability and ROI to them. But maybe making that meeting when I have things going on that feel more pressing, like yeah. Yeah, just not enough priority to attend that meeting. So sure. I, I've already had multiple demos where they're rescheduled like three, four times um, yeah. and you know, getting ghosted and, and stuff like that. So that makes me really glad I've set up this process because it makes it a lot easier for me to see who those are and continue to check back in. and. Yeah have record of all of it because there's dozens. Um, and if I was just doing it out of my notebook spreadsheet, like it would get lost. Oh, really for quick. sure. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have a follow-up process? Like when someone schedules a demo, do they get the day before email and the, and then the one hour before email? Yep. Yeah. So I use Savvy Cal and it, um, yep. provides that there's, you know, probably even more I could do. I, I, I almost never get, I mean, super low percentage is like, oh, I forgot or I spaced it out. Like yep. it's almost yep. always this came up, I'm dealing with this. You know, it's just 
other things being more important than the possibility of spending more money, no matter even if that money can bring them a return. I just see people really sure. focused on yep. the right here and right now rather than future state of a benefit. So Yeah, we, we have a lot of no-shows as well. One of the things that's a real sign for, for us on a no-show is a Gmail. So if, if, if they have signed up on a Gmail versus a company email, we tend to see a higher no-show rate. Yeah. So, yeah. So we noticed that. Um, I just had this idea yeah. that's related to your business is when someone books, you should try to get their their cell number and then you could text them. Text we them like, hey, you're meeting. Oh, well, you're already doing that. Yep. Already. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like I said, the the avoidance isn't from like lack of uh, proper engagement, but yeah, totally. So it, it definitely has me thinking through a, a few different things that I might test. One is right, like they have you have their attention when they're going and booking that demo, right? And I think yeah. um, I I love SavvyCal. It's a scheduling yep. tool. the The beauty of it is you can click a button and you can overlay your calendar. So you don't have to have two separate windows of here's my calendar and here's where they're available. Like it overlays it. You can see the openings in your schedule. So yep. I've had multiple people. I've literally other people have signed up with Savvy Cal after scheduling a demo with me where they're like, wow, that was really, that's easier than Calendly. I really like that. Right. So, but I'm like, all right, I have their interest and they're spending their time right then. Should I have something that's more on demand, right? Where I still capture who they are um, and information about them, you know, a short squeeze form, and then give them a landing page that has a 10 minute overview of the software to get yep. them comfortable and with calls to action to then start their free trial or book a one on one conversation to like answer questions or to go deeper um, into any area they want or to see something more in action. So, cause I'm kind of like, is there some, you know, sometimes people schedule a demo for three hours later in the same day. Sometimes it's three days later. Yep. So I'm like, all right, is it, you know, is there something where I can keep that fire? The, the hard part is I've always definitely been somebody who hedges, uh, you know, the, more likes the one-to-one -one demo where like, tell me about your business. Right. You get so much more opportunity. Yes. Yeah. But then if you're but losing them. Yeah, it'd be great actually if you could just kind of hit them with like, here are the highlights. We're going to go into a deep dive when we have our call, but I just wanted to set the stage for you with this quick 10-minute video you can watch right now. Like that's, yep. that's, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, and then you know maybe that'll get them comfortable enough to start a free trial. So yep. I'm just kind of thinking through what I need to set up and create, um, but I think I want to put that in place and test it out for a time period and see if that helps improve conversions yeah it's a smart idea i like it i mean i might try to do that too there you go um other things you probably saw well i know you saw because it was something your team had requested and we kind of uh released part in december and then the rest to start the year but we shipped yeah. search and then advanced filtering in, in the inbox so keyword search desktop and mobile apps and then the advanced filters are just in the the desktop app but we've had good feedback from our clients on that yep it's one of those you know non sexy something everyone thinks you know is just part of any app um and it's not as easy as just pressing a button right you have to like we used elastic search kind of have to create the rules of like how it's indexing and creates Right. pages of this information and all that yep. stuff. So it was definitely a, you know, a decent sized lift, but 
now I look at that like, okay, now we won't touch search or filtering for probably years until there's, you know, really specific feedback on filtering that needs to be added or, or something like that. So it's, it's one of those, like you get it, it's at grade and now you don't have to, to mess with it again. Yeah. Our team loves that. So, you know, we're big fans of lead Ferno at white spark and, uh, our sport team, uh, they're very, very happy to have this search. It was, that was a nice release. And it's kind of the, I don't know if it's, if it's a retention thing, like some people might get in there and then once their list of contacts grows and all the conversations grows within lead Ferno, you, you end up needing to kind of look back. Oh yeah. We talked to that person a couple months ago and you have to kind of search and find it yep. or you want to find what you said to somebody on that same topic. So having the search in there is, is pretty huge. It's a really valuable feature. Totally makes sense for our power users like you guys, where you have hundreds of conversations. So we're probably thousands now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we just shipped, uh, last week, uh, GA four. So oh, we had always had yeah. universal analytics, uh, event tracking integration. Um, yep. and for GA four, it, it was great because we had, um, we originally kind of, uh, built it with consulting from Dana, uh, D Tommaso. Yep. And you know what she would want to see. She's a, you know, great Google analytics mind. Um, and then, so when we got to GA four, right, she had been using it for a year. So she had more great feedback for us and we improved our labeling, um, and things like that just to make it, uh, even easier. And so, yeah, have that up and running. So people will have, uh, their historical data. You can run, uh, universal analytics and GA4 right alongside each other. As long as Google's supporting mm -hmm. universal analytics still, which sounds like July is when they're cutting that off. Yep. I got an email there. They're going to automatically move my all of my things over. I was like, oh, great. Now I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> That's kind of crazy that they didn't state that. At the very beginning. I think what they're just saying is they'll set up the account for you. I don't know if they're, they're not, I don't think they're moving data over, are they? I don't know. You're still going to have to put the, change the code on your website, yes. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You still have to install um, the tracking code, but I think all they're doing is just creating the account for you. So you'll log in and you'll get access to it, but you still have to place. So it's, it's. Kind of a half shortcut. I'm kind of surprised they didn't have that as part of their initial rollout and just do that for everybody a long time ago and remove that hurdle. But they probably obviously learned, hey, we don't have as many accounts being created as we'd like at this point. <laughs> I bet you they're like, wow, hardly anyone has moved over. I wonder how many people have used this opportunity to find a new analytics provider. Oh, I, I mean, I, just judging from my you know bubble in the Twitter world, a lot. Like yeah. there, there's GA4 has received so much backlash and, and change is always hard, right? It's like, yep, I get it, right? This is the this is the first time they've ever done a massive restructuring because I mean I used I used Urchin. That's what Google bought yep. to make GA4, right? Yep. So it's like, and they haven't done that same urchin tracking code yeah. has been in operation, yeah, and can run for the last 15 plus years. Yeah. So amazing. When you look at that, it's like, yeah, it's probably time for a complete overhaul. And in starting to get, I still, I need to dive way deeper. Joel and I were just talking like, but you can see why they did it, right? Everything is turned into event-based tracking now. Yep. Um, and so you can see a lot of the possibilities and there's just, there's so much more to learn with it with how you set up some of their conversion tracking and then 
the insight stuff they have available and what you can configure with that and like segmenting audiences. Like yeah. you can see the potential. The hard part is there are just so many things in UA that you're used to and that are like one click access that really aren't one click access anymore. And that's what you have to, to me has spurred so much of the hate. Like here's basics that I just used in one click um, in Google Analytics. And now I have to like spend time to custom configure this and it takes more clicks or filters added or whatever else to get to that. So it's yep. definitely been a struggle for marketers. That's exactly it. Actually, that the the people moving from Google Analytics, like it's this opportunity for all those SaaS companies that do custom analytics. Like, oh, great. Well, you know, Google sucks and you don't have to deal with that. Now, why don't you take a look at what we're offering? Um, I actually have a similar opportunity because I... I been hearing that bright local is raising their prices by 40 percent so my wheels are turning about how to capitalize on that opportunity like all these people that are like oh, i don't know maybe now's the time to look for an alternative so yeah i'm working on that right now nice yeah sounds like an opportunity yeah exactly um and then yeah just head down on features we're working on a feature called callback right now um so in doing some testing and research Consumers more and more don't want to make the first move in calling a business. So yeah. we'll basically allow them to say, I'm Aaron, here's my number. Call me morning, afternoon, evening, ASAP. Just one of those, two of those. Like, here's the best window to reach me. Yeah. Um, and here's what I want you to call me about. It's basically you're just requesting a call from the business instead mm -hmm. of them making the call and reaching out to them. That's interesting. Yeah, and then we'll send a text message as well saying, hey, we got you know your request for a call um, in the afternoon, but if you want to ask a question right away, you can do so by replying to this text. So yeah, for us, it fits into right our number one goal is conversions. So here's a, another way for those who are you know more preferential to phone calls, um, but don't want to make a call because I'll get a call tree, I'll, I don't want to leave a voicemail, yeah. any of those kind of things. Um, able to do that. We're still able to like send them a text and possibly get them into a text conversation. And for us, just like our text message offering, we can track it all the way to conversion. Right. So yeah, we, in building this, uh, we just felt like it was definitely a re really good fit adds to our um, conversion options uh, that are there. So excited to hopefully get that out before month end. Um, so I have a question about that feature. Yeah. Uh, if I am requesting a callback, or like I'm thinking about it from our team's perspective, can we specify the windows that that's available and then we yes. shut that down on our Calendly so that people can't book during those windows? That's what I'm imagining. So it's not tied into like a Calendly. No, but um, we would just know like, okay, we've got yeah. these windows available that people yep. can schedule. Yep. This is our callback window. So that callback window is always available. Yeah. So we're being just general with it. So they'll just get, it, it's really, and we built it to be like, um, it, when you see it come out uh, and, and I can send you a preview of it. It's very mobile friendly. So um, it's just four buttons that are on the screen that said, great, when would you like us to call you? And right. so it's morning, afternoon, evening, or ASAP. And we can define them. Yes. When you configure it, you can offer just morning and afternoon. Sure. Or ASAP and afternoon. Um, so you're able to choose what ones that you want to present them. Um, and then they can select one or more. So if you offer them morning and afternoon, they can select both morning and afternoon. Sure. Um, 
So yep. yeah, just as lightweight and as easy as uh, possible to get it across. And then they can include more information on why they want you to call them, what, what they're looking for. Yep. Wow. So, and I, I think ultimately we'll probably get to building out a lightweight, just contact form as well. Probably not until later in the year. But again, along the lines of like in the end, our ultimate goal to be like, you don't have to create anything on your site. Like we will be the interaction layer on your site. So if you want to text, you can. If you want to request a call, you can. If you want to click the call, you can. That Those things, that's already there. Um, but yeah, for like a short lead form or a free estimate form that's, you know, under X amount of questions and very mobile friendly because most small businesses really suck at making those things mobile friendly. Like, yeah, we, we want to create something there. Again, we want our number one goal is to start conversations. So good. Well, it sounds like a, a nice new feature that you're working on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Release anything in the last two months? Where are things product-wise for you guys? Yeah, we did actually. Just recently, we were speaking with a, a large agency lead, and they had some feature requests for us for our local rank tracker. And so we we did it. For the most part, we have been quiet on releases because we're building our Google business profile management software. And so that is actually very close. Uh, we're kind of at the last 5% on that, uh, putting the putting little bits in place to launch that. So we've been very busy with that on the dev side. But we did just launch a few uh, rank tracker uh, features that I have yet to promote. So they just kind of went live this week. So just little minor improvements that uh, we will tell you which keywords you've lost. So you used to rank for this and now you don't. Or new keywords gained. Like, hey, this is a new one. We haven't seen this before. Now you're ranking for this additional keyword. Um, We'll also show you... um, this is a feature request. Like we didn't used to report keywords that you don't rank for. So if you put in a list of hundred keywords and you only rank for half of them, then our report would just show you the ones that you do rank for. And so now you can actually drill down and say, okay, well, these are all the ones that I don't rank for. So a few little features like that, uh, improving our, our rank tracker. We also reworked our rank tracker campaign setup form. So it's way, cleaner simpler makes more sense uh we have noticed a reduction in people saying uh like when they churned that one of the ones was i don't know how to use this product and it's because like our campaign onboarding was a little clunky and so we've improved that and i've just created a video of like hey here's your campaign setup video here's some guidance for you and so we're, we're launching that within the software right now so most of our dev time has been focused on the the Google business profile management uh, piece, but we did have some uh, updates to our, our rank tracker that I just mentioned there. So it's been good. Nice. Yeah. Continuing nice. to iterate. And actually just one of the things I have in my notes here is our team just feels so good across the board right now. Like uh, our dev team is really uh, dialed in and doing great work and, and our support team, freaking fantastic closing deals left and right and our um our marketing like i mentioned earlier on the call the the marketing is is really uh firing well right now too so i know companies doing great right now everything's going in the right direction so it feels it feels like a good time especially when you hear about all the downturn downturn of the economy and layoffs and that kind of stuff like the fact that we are continuing to grow feels positive. Yeah. No nope. momentum. 
Yep. What was that? Two or three episodes ago, we just talked about just how powerful that is. Like that's totally, that's awesome. Sounds like, yeah, you have a lot of things contributing to that right now. And I, I'm always, uh, right. It's like, I, I've been through, you know, the, the 2008, I was running a digital agency during that downturn. And I really feel like, yeah, does it get tougher? But I feel like digital marketing can really fare so well. Like you might yeah, lose some cream off the top, but you also can really build on the bottom because people are seeking things that have like tangible ROIs. What What's yep. trackable? What's the best bang for my buck? Um, and yeah, it's going to end up being things that are helping them create leads in ways that they can have attribution and visibility and they see working. So I, I think it'll continue to... I think it'll continue on that track for you, no matter what's going on with the economy. Yeah, I've always felt that uh, digital marketing is somewhat insulated from economic downturn. Be and, and I think in our position in particular, a lot of businesses are spending like five, ten, thirty thousand dollars a a month on Google Ads, and so once you know budgets get a bit tighter, they're like, oh boy, we got to cut some of the spend, and it's pretty easy to take like two or three of that and give that to Weisspark, right? So yep. I find I find that we're in a pretty good position when people start shifting budgets around. Yep. And especially if they've done any staff reductions on their side where it's like they're freeing up salary and they're putting more things onto people's plate and they might get a little bit of budget to be able to outsource or to make some of those things happen. So Yep. Totally. I wish I could say the same like team-wise for us because we're we're losing a member of our small team. Oh no. And yeah, it's our Flutter developer who she's been with us from day one. And, you know, during build out, we even, you know, um, I guess ballooned or increased to like three or four Flutter developers at, at one yep. time. But then, you know, we've paired back to just one. And yeah, it's just she was uh, got recruited and feels wanted for another position. And right. So that's a bummer and we're, we've kind of gone Nothing's through some, yeah, some scenarios and yeah, I mean, after two and a half years, it's someone expected, but uh, a bummer nonetheless, just because as far as like we've had great momentum and we've also really narrowed our focus on what we're doing lately. And so I, I, I would love if it was even like not till the end of Q1, we could get so much more done. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we've kind of had to weigh out, and I, I think where we're going to end up falling is we might just wait two or three months before we make a hire there. We have a number of things back end we can do performance and refactoring and API wise, and there's you know a few different features that really don't require new interface, just introducing new options into things. So yeah, I think with where we're at, we just want to continue to focus on sales. We've kind of outlined a few. Um, you know, providers, ways we could get a new Flutter developer in the door. But I think I think we're just going to pause on it and not sink budget into that right now. Like that product features isn't our biggest need right now as much as sure. yeah, sales is. Sense. I hate, yep. I hate you know, time is time. So I hate to lose that. But just for our situation, all things considered, where we're at, I, I think we're just going to take a 30 to 90 day time out and see what other things we can get accomplished that don't involve front end. And then we'll surface from there and see where we're at. Nice. How does that impact this new feature that you're talking about here with the callback? Is that, are you able to launch that? She's not done until the 22nd of February. So yep. we're kind of, you know, timing that out um, right. to get finished. 
Uh, and I'm sure too, I mean, she's already extended like, hey, you know, if you need me for like 10 hours a week for a few weeks, there is, you know, some movement. She knows she's valuable to the team. She has all kinds of our historical knowledge. So, right. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I think we'll be able to get some of those things done. So it's like, yeah, we have two or three things that we need to get out the door um, before she leaves. And as of right now, they're on track and should line up. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I think it makes sense to try and preserve that budget for a while. Like, and, and that'll be helpful to the bottom line too. Right. So makes sense. Yep. That's the hope. The hope is it, you know, doesn't cost us. I don't, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive cause I'm such a like, you know, yeah. product is so valuable. It provides marketing material. It provides buzz, people talking yeah, about exactly. you, things like that. But it's, you know, I, I think we have some things mapped out where hopefully we'll be okay. And, and no matter what, you know, and it's been this, it's been this way since, you know, fourth quarter of last year, like sales is absolutely our biggest need. Like we sure. need to get our MRR, you know, two to three X of where it is, as you know, yep. as soon as we can. And that puts us in a much healthier position. Um, and so that's, that's where we're just going to put our focus into. I think that makes all the sense. Like as an active user of Leadferno, I don't really have anything on my wish list. Like this software is meeting all of our needs. We're really happy with it. We love it. There's nothing that we're like, oh, well, I wish it did this. Like, I, I know you have an endless list of things you want to do to continue to improve it, but you're, you have a very complete product here. So I, th I think the pause makes perfect sense. No, that's good to hear. And yeah, I have a, I have a, li a, lo a lot of the list, right? Like 75% of it are just very small things, right? That like specific uses and whatever else will like run into these things like, oh, it'd be nice if I got a notification for that or that was right here. Right, right. So, you know, it's it, it's a lot of those kind of things that definitely aren't, you know, deal breakers or must haves. And then there's a, you know, a handful of three to five features that I think are great, you know, highly marketable differentiators might, you know, allow you to put them in upper tier plans. And those are the kind of things that ultimately you want to get to, right? Where you're able to, yep. to build some of those. And we'll, we'll eventually get back on track and be able to knock a couple of those out, hopefully before the end of the year by, you know, just only taking maybe a quarter pause on this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I got an email from, uh, from Lead Fernal the other day uh, requesting my feedback. Yeah, that was one of my other holidays. Like, all right, I've fired up an old gather up account and like, all right, we need to start. If anything, I just want to get first party reviews up on our site for some yeah, social proof. Totally. Um, yep. You know, as, as you know, I've made some, you know, one to one requests for like G2. We have like, I don't know, five, six reviews out there. Yep. yep. And it's like, okay, I just, I want to get dozens of reviews because we have hundreds of users. So, um, yeah, start up that process and it's like, all right, I know gather up inside and out. So sure. let's, let's, let's put the old, uh, the old software to use and fire that back up. And yeah, we've gotten, I don't know, about five, 10 pieces of feedback in this, this week. Um, it's kind of in uh, chronological order. So it's a lot of our first users. So, you know, you included in that. So very long time users. Uh, it'll be much more interesting when we get into, you know, a, a ton of the people that we have no relationship with and don't know and just see what their feedback is. So, right. 
You know, I didn't think about you putting it on the website. So my response to that email was pretty short. I could have, I could have beefed it up a little bit. You're fine. Well, you did much better. David Mim just said hi, Aaron, in his feedback. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, David. Yeah, I'm not I might need to request an edit there. Like, hey, I'd like this to actually be productive. Can you spare me another thirty seconds and just write about the app or something? Totally. Oh, so yeah, that's good. And then yeah, my only last thing at uh, I think I mentioned before, towards the end of the year, maybe in October, November, I started in a mastermind yeah, right. group through MicroConf, through uh, Rob Walling and um, yep. his group, and it's it's been really it's been really good, and I enjoy the guys. There's a, a few of us that are are pretty regular. We have there's five in our group. A couple can be hit or miss to joining, um, and yeah, it's just been great to have other founders. You know, much how you and I, I always get so yeah. much out of our conversations. Like, it's great to hear from them and see, you know see their challenges and see where they're great at, and yeah, just have other people to talk with and bounce ideas and, and some accountability too. Like, there's definitely things like uh, I can attribute the CRM stuff to talking with them and feeling like, mm, oh, right. when I talk about this, it's so loose. Yep. And I don't have accurate things. And I'd rather I'd be able to tell them some accurate things when they're asking about how many demos are queued and people, you know, what just different statistics off that. So it's definitely been good for me uh, along the lines of accountability and just having a sounding board. So, and I think MicroConf maybe only charged two or 300 bucks for it to get it set up and, and running. And then it's all up to you putting it together. So we meet once a week for 30 to 45 minutes and yep. it's super helpful. Every week. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I am very actually interested in your, your sales process. Cause I think we're just doing spreadsheets right now we track it and then, you know, we got to look at it and it remind, remind ourselves to, to follow up with people. I'm curious to know about, you know, what you're doing with pipe drive. I think yeah. do an episode on that perhaps. All right. Well, nothing else like, well, let's, Wrap this, stop recording, and I'll show you. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think we're pretty much at the, the end of things anyway. We spent 40 minutes. I've got, is it anything else you wanted to cover? Nope, not, not anything else. The, the one thing I do have on the roadmap, which I'm very excited about, is I finally finished the survey for the local search ranking factors. So I'll be Ooh, sending that yeah. out to all the participants, uh, all the local search experts to complete that over the next week or two. And then I'll collect the data. And geez, is that going to fuel content for the next six months? So I can't wait to get that out. That's the, that's the next thing that I'm focused on in the marketing realm. Yep. Yeah, no, that's uh, always such a big piece for you so much content and buzz around it and everything else and i, I know it's yeah. a ton of a ton of work when you put it out there so congrats congrats on that and yeah get ready to harvest the fruits of the labor once it all comes back in and you get it organized and write up the encyclopedia on local search it'll be harvest time all right <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks everybody uh thanks for joining us to start off the year hopefully we'll be uh back in your earbuds next month Feel free to reach out to us with any questions, topics you'd like us uh, to cover. Uh, and as always, we'd love uh, if you gave us a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Yes, please. Appreciate those reviews. Thank you. All right. Take care. We'll see you, Darren. See you.